This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we bring our Christmas series entitled, Jesus Came to Light Up Your Life to a Close. In these messages, Rick shares how Jesus came to earth to enlighten and transform us. But before we get started, we wanna let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called The Purpose of Christmas. Now the truth is, if you were honest about it, sometimes you feel like your life is out of control. That's a pretty common feeling. Welcome to the human race. If the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, felt that way 2,000 years ago. Look up here on the screen. Paul says this in the Bible. I've tried everything, and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He says, that's the answer. You know, let me be real honest with you. You may be looking for salvation in the wrong places. And that's why you're frustrated. You're looking for that one thing that's going to give you fulfillment and meaning and peace in life. And you think, you know, if I could just get married, then it'd be great. Anybody want to give a testimony about that one? Okay. Uh, If I could just get a job, uh, if I could just get a promotion, if I could just attain a certain level of wealth, then I would be, everything would just be great. If we could have a baby, if our babies would grow up and graduate. <laughs> you know, just every different thing. You're looking in the wrong places. And a lot of people are looking for salvation in a self-help book. Or they're looking for it in therapy. Or they're looking for it in a fad or a diet. Or they're looking for it in, uh, in some kind of, if I could just go somewhere, escape to Tahiti, then everything would be great. The problem is if you go to Tahiti, you're taking you with you. And the problem is in here, in your heart and in your mind. That's where the stress is. The fact is, the answer is not in a place. It's not in a program. It's not in a pill. The answer to your dissatisfaction is a person. You were made by God and you were made for God. And until you understand that, life is never gonna make sense. So first you need to be saved from your past. Get it out of your mind so you're not carrying all this garbage with you into the present and the future. Second, you need to be saved for a purpose. God says, I'm gonna save you for a purpose. The Bible says this. He saved us and he called us to be his own people. Not because of what we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Now you can live life at one of three levels the survival level, the success level, or the highest level, the significance level. Most of the world lives at the survival level. Half of the world, three billion people, live on less than $2 a day. That's survival. If you're an American, you're at the success level. The poorest of the poor in America are at a success level compared to the rest of the world. 
Most of the world would love to have our problems. But why you say, if I'm so successful, why do I still not feel fulfilled? Because you were made for more than success. That is not the ultimate goal of life. You were made for significance. And significance comes from knowing God, knowing his purpose for your life, and then doing it. And you go, that's it, this is what I was made for. This is my niche, it feels good, it's me. Now I know why I'm here on the planet. And all the success in the world can't give you that. That's why when I wrote the book, The Purpose Driven Life, the very first sentence of the book is a, quite a countercultural statement. It's not about you. That's the exact opposite of what our culture says. The entire culture says, it's all about you. Do it all for you, do it for me. You gotta think of what's best for me. You will never find satisfaction and significance by living for yourself, never. Because God didn't wire you that way. There'll always be a hole in your heart. And so you need something greater than yourself. You need God's purpose. You were made for God. Now you've tried everything else, why not try God? Really, you tried it all else, why not try God? So Jesus said, I wanna save you from your past, I wanna save you for a purpose, and then he says, I wanna save you by my grace. Now what's that mean? That means you don't deserve it, you don't earn it, you can't buy your way into heaven. You can't be good enough to get into heaven because heaven's perfect and you're not. And by the way, I'm not either. I stopped batting a thousand a long time ago. So I gotta get into heaven on somebody else's ticket. And that's Jesus Christ who was perfect because he was God. And, and he says, I will give you my grace. What is grace? Grace is when God gives you what you need, not what you deserve. Grace is when God says, I'm gonna take your problem and make it my problem. Grace is God's riches given to you at Christ's expense, G-R-A-C-E. Well, the Bible says this, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not of works, so no one can boast. In other words, you can't earn your way to heaven. You can't work your way to heaven. Sorry, you don't have enough good works in you to do that. It's just a gift. By the way, why do we give gifts at Christmas? Because God gave the first gift. He gave the gift of his son to you, by grace. That's why we give gifts, because God gave the greatest gift to us at Christmas. Now, I know it doesn't look like it today, but I was a lifeguard for three years. <laughs> and every lifeguard knows one of the facts of lifeguarding is you cannot save somebody as long as they're trying to save themselves. When you swim out, somebody's drowning in the ocean and you swim out to them, and if they're flailing around in panic trying to save themselves, any wise lifeguard knows just stay back for a few seconds, tread water and wait until they give up. Because if you try to save them while they're trying to save themselves, they will pull you under with them. So finally, you just tread water till finally they give up, they relax, they bob under once or twice, then you grab them by the hair, I made that part up, and you put your arm over under their shoulder and you just swim back to shore. It's really quite easy, it's not rocket science. Uh, I, I did get fired for doing it because I would see people with their hands raised and I go, God bless you, is there another? God bless you, yes, I see you. I made that part up too. God wants to save you. Jesus Christ wants to save you from your hurts. He wants to save you from your habits. He wants to save you from your hangups. 
He wants to save you for his purpose and he wants to save you by his grace. But you got to quit trying to do it yourself. You got to relax. Okay, just take a deep breath right now, okay? Just take, relax. You need to relax. You need to let go and let God be God. Here's a good stress reliever. God is God and you're not. And whenever you start acting like God, you're going to get under stress. When Jesus Christ came to earth, he came as a baby, but he didn't stay a baby. He grew up and became a man and he died for our sins. And that's why we celebrate, because he sent a savior. Now here's the third purpose of Christmas, reconciliation. Here's the third thing the angel said at the very first Christmas. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The third announcement was, let there be peace on earth and goodwill toward men. That's called reconciliation. Now, what is reconciliation? It's when a a broken relationship has been restored. When a boyfriend and girlfriend get back together or a husband and wife get back together, there's reconciliation. With a father and son reconcile, they, they restore harmony. They restore peace between each other. Where do you need peace in your life this Christmas? That's what Christmas is all about. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. We asked people this week, where do you need peace? Here's what they said. Where would you like to see peace? Peace? Everywhere, I guess, right? Who wouldn't like to see peace everywhere? I would like to see peace in the broken families. I'd love to see peace in politics. Within each other, internally. In my heart. I'd like to see it at home. I would finally like to see some peace in Iraq. Peace? Peace right in this country of ours. Everywhere. 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 Is it really realistic to have peace everywhere? Is it really, isn't it just a pipe dream to pray and hope for peace on earth, goodwill toward men? I mean, really, isn't it just a pipe dream? You see, there will never be peace in the world until there are peace, there's peace in nations, national peace. And there'll never be peace in nations until there's peace in communities. And there will never be peace in communities until there's peace in families. And there will never be peace in families until there's peace in individuals. And there'll never be peace in individuals until we invite the Prince of Peace to reign in our hearts. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. What kind of peace does Jesus give to us at Christmas time? Well, the Bible talks about three kinds of peace. There's peace with God, there's the peace of God, and there's peace with each other. And Christmas is all about all three. First, you need peace with God. I don't know if you realize this or not, but if you're trying to live your life without God, you're at war with God. You're at war with God. You say, I'm gonna run my own life. God, I'm thumbing my nose to you. I'm gonna do my own thing. Forget you, God. I'll make my own decisions. Thank you very much. And you're at war with God and you need a peace treaty. You need reconciliation because that relationship has been broken. Jesus Christ came to be that bridge over troubled waters, to be that reconciler between God and man. And when you trust in him, he makes it all go away. He says, I'm gonna completely wipe out everything you've ever done wrong. You're completely forgiven, come on home. The Bible says this, 
Now that we have been put right with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you made peace with God? If you hadn't, you better. Because one day you will face him. You need to make peace with God. How do you do it? You don't do it by promising to be good. You don't do it by being perfect. You can't. You don't do it by never sinning. You will. You make peace, it says, by faith. Faith in God's grace. That's how you get it. Now, once you make peace with God, that's spiritual peace. Then you get the peace of God in your heart, and that's emotional peace. And this is the one you really need for daily living. The peace of God happens in your heart when you've made peace with God, and all of a sudden the stress just goes down in your life. You're just not as angry as you used to be. You just don't get as ticked off as you used to be. You're a lot more at peace than you used to be. Things just don't bug you as much. You're a lot more patient. You're filled with a whole lot more love and peace than you used to be. Why? Because now you have the peace of God in your heart once you have peace with God. The Bible says it like this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. He's saying here, you got two choices in life. You can pray or you can panic. Those are your choices. In every circumstance, you can pray or panic. You can worship or you can worry. Now, if you prayed as much as you worry, you'd have a whole lot less to worry about. Worry has never solved a single one of your problems. It's worthless. It's stewing without doing. Prayer can change things. So don't worry, he says, pray. And here's what he says. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he's done. And if you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, once you make peace with God, and then you get the peace of God in your heart, and you're just a whole lot less stressed than you used to be, now you can start making peace with other people. And God says, I want you to be a peacemaker. I want you to be a reconciler. The Bible calls this the ministry of reconciliation. This last year, I traveled, I don't know, maybe 75,000 miles. I went around the world more than one time. And in all the countries that I went into, I saw the same number one problem, conflict. Between husbands and wives, kids and the, next, and the earlier generation, ethnic groups, religious groups, language groups, between nations, the greatest need in our nation and in our world is reconciliation. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And God says, once I have shown you grace, I want you to show it to some other people. Once God says, I've cut you some slack, why don't you cut some other people some slack? And don't hold them to such a heavy standard. And show grace to them. Be a peacemaker. Jesus said it like this. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. You see, if you're really a child of God, if you really know Christ, the Prince of Peace, you're gonna be a peacemaker, not a troublemaker at work. You're gonna be a peacemaker, not a troublemaker at home or at school. You're gonna build people up, not tear them down. You're gonna compliment more than you criticize. You're gonna love people the way Jesus loves people. You're gonna be a peacemaker. 
Now, Christmas is the perfect time to show grace to other people because we're reminded of the grace that God's shown us, that he gives us what we need, not what we deserve. So let me ask you a very frank question. Who do you need to rebuild a relationship with this Christmas? Who do you need to restore a broken relationship with this Christmas? Who do you need to reconcile with? That's the spirit of Christmas. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. You say, Rick, I can't do it. I can't, you know, when families get together at Christmas time, it raises up a whole lot of bad memories a lot of times and past hurts and a lot of dysfunction and a lot of things that you just haven't let go of. And you say, Rick, I can't let go of it. They hurt me too bad. I can't forgive them. And you know what? You're right. That's why you need Jesus. Because you don't have it in you to let it go. That's why you're still holding on to it. You need to be filled with the love of Christ and the peace of Christ. And until that happens, you're not going to have the ability to let it go. And you're holding it in and it's hurting you. And some of you are still allowing people from your past to hurt you in the present. That's stupid. They can't hurt you anymore unless you allow them to hurt you by holding on to the hurt and it's hurting you more than anybody else. You need to let it go. But in order to let it go, you're going to have to let Jesus Christ fill you with his love so you can love other people the way he does and fill you with his forgiveness. Once you feel truly forgiven, you don't have a problem forgiving other people. The reason why you have a hard time letting it go is you don't feel forgiven. You've experienced a lot in life. And not all of it was good. You've had some real bumps, some real heartaches, some real hurts. But it has all been pointing to this moment and this hour. You see, you're not here by accident. Oh, no. God knew that you would be here in this Christmas service today before you were born. In fact, before God created the universe, God already knew that he was gonna create you. And before you were even born, he knew you would be sitting here and pointing to this moment so he could get your attention for just a few seconds so he could say this to you. I have seen every hurt in your life and I have never stopped loving you. You matter to me. I love you. I love you more than you will ever know. I made you to love you. I've been watching and waiting for you to love me back. And you are not here by this accident. But I want you to know me. And I want the rest of your life to be the best of your life. I love you. I'm with you and I'm for you. I want to save you from your past. I want to save you for a purpose, the purpose I made you for, and I want to save you by my grace. And if you'll let me do that, I will give you peace with me, peace of me, and peace with other people. But you've got to open the door. You've got to receive the Christmas gift. If I were to get a Christmas gift from you this Christmas, and I never opened it. A couple things about that. Number one, 
you would be disappointed, you'd be hurt. And number two, it would be a worthless gift because I received no benefit of it if I never opened it. Jesus Christ is God's Christmas gift to you. And yet you have gone Christmas after Christmas after Christmas after Christmas after Christmas and never opened the biggest gift under the tree. The gift of salvation, God's gift to you. Why even celebrate Christmas if you're not gonna open the biggest gift? Just get on with it. It doesn't make sense to leave the gift of your past forgiven, a purpose for living, and a home in heaven. Who would ever leave that gift unwrapped? Jesus Christ says to you, I can replace the frustration in your heart with peace. And I can replace the guilt and the resentment and the, the shame and the grudges. I can replace that with forgiveness. And I can replace the worry and the anxiety in your heart with confidence and faith. And I can replace that depression or despair with hope. And I can replace that emptiness with meaning and purpose. And I can replace that confusion with clarity. But I'm not gonna break the door of your heart down. You've got to invite me in. The Bible says this here on the screen. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. And I'm glad for that part. If you want God and you're ready to do as he says, the door is open. Now let me say it again. I don't really care what your religious background is. You may be Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, Mormon, Buddhist, Baptist, Hindu, nothing, no religion. This is not about religion. God did not send Jesus to give religion. He sent Jesus so that you could have a personal relationship with God. It's all about relationship. I'm going to pray a prayer right now that I prayed many years ago when I stepped across the line and became a friend of God's. It's a pretty simple prayer. And as I pray it in just a minute, I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads. If these words express the desire of your heart, you just say in your mind, me too, God, me too, I'm in, I'm in. I'm stepping across the line. Are you man enough to have the courage to do that? Or are you a woman with enough sense to do that? Let's bow our heads. Dear God, I'm scared, but I wanna to get to know you. And I don't understand it all, but I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you're with me even when I didn't recognize it. And I thank you that you're for me, that you didn't send Jesus to condemn me, but to save me. And I admit, I haven't even realized I needed a savior. But today I wanna to receive your Christmas gift of your son. I ask you to save me from my past, from my regrets, from my mistakes, from my sins, from my habits and my hurts and my hangups that mess up my life. Save me from myself. I ask you to save me for your purpose. I wanna know why you put me on this planet. 
and I want to be what you want me to be, and I want to fulfill what you made me to do. I want to learn to love you and trust you and have a relationship with you. I need peace with you, God, and I need you to put the peace of God in my heart to take away that stress and fill me with yourself and your love and help me to be a peacemaker, to help others find the peace with you and with each other. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Jesus told his disciples that they should live their lives according to five specific purposes. He said, you've got to love God with all your heart. That's worship. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's ministry. That's called the great commandment. And then Jesus said, go make disciples. That's evangelism. Baptize them into the family of God. That's fellowship, a sign of fellowship. And then he said, teach them to obey everything I've taught you. That's discipleship. And we call that the great commission. We believe it daily hope that a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will produce a great Christian, a great church, a great company, a great community. You know, I started Daily Hope so I could spread the good news about Jesus, not just across America, but all around the world. And we want people to know that God's word is filled with hope and truth And the power that we need to follow him every day is available to every single one. You know as well as I do that the word of God changes lives. It's alive, it's active, and it breathes new life and new love into all of our lives. So wherever you listen to this, whether you listen on the website, whether you listen on a radio station, whether you listen through a podcast, you're a part of the Daily Hope family, and I need your help. We could not do this without your support. Now, you know I don't take any funds from this broadcast. We don't have any giant million-dollar donor who's giving big gifts to this. It comes from daily donations from listeners like you. We're 100% listener-funded. Would you continue to pray for this broadcast, and would you continue to support us? And we'll get to heaven, and we'll thank God for all the people going to be in heaven because you cared. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by just texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Experiencing God's Peace Scripture Card Set. Again, that's PastorRick.com or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.